Mickey Mike, Mickey Mike, Mickey Mike. You are now tuned in to the Mind Wanderers podcast, the podcast where we wander and explore the world around us. I'm your host Timmy, and this is episode eight. Hello and welcome to the Mayan Wanderers podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, you can subscribe to the podcast on all your favorite podcast platforms. And remember, you can find the podcast on Instagram at mindwanderers underscore podcast or on Twitter at mind underscore wanderers. So how are we all doing? Everyone safe from coronavirus? Are we all living well? Um, This episode, as some of you keen-eyed individuals may have noticed, is going to be on wine. And I'm pretty sure some of you will say, why does it have to be on wine? But my response to that is, wine not. (laughs) Yeah, that was a dead joke. Okay, I'm just going to swiftly move on. Um, But yeah, before I forget, happy Valentine's Day to all the self-partnered individuals out there as we all know self-partnered is when basically you have no one else that loves you on valentine's day so to all the people who are self-partnered who or who were self-partnered on valentine's day happy valentine's day if you don't treat yourself who will that's what i always say to myself and for all of you guys who do have a partner it's not for me to tell you go and talk to your partner he'll give you or he or she will say happy valentine's day to you it's not my job to do So today's topic on wine comes about from my trip last week with a friend. He needed to go buy some wine for his fiance and a mate of his that is really, really into wine. So we traveled all the way down to Cannon Street and we found a really cool wine cellar sort of shop. So we went inside and as we walked inside, we were already getting some funny looks because we don't look like the stereotypical wine drinker anyway. So the people inside there were giving us some really weird looks. And anyway, the shop assistant comes to us and starts attending to my friend and begins asking questions like, how old do you want the wine to be? Uh, what part of the world do you want the wine to be from? Uh, Um, like do you want a sweet taste do you want a more woody taste and loads of questions just began to arise and as I was listening to him basically um, deciphering what sort of wine my friend would want it then struck me that wine is actually such a big part of life in terms of we use it for celebrations for valentine's day is actually synonymous with uh, love um wine has been uh, throughout life basically linked a lot with royals and elites and one thing that struck me is just why is that why has wine this really old drink stood the test of time and why has it always been adored as a drink that represents prestige and being part of an upper class and even aside from the society view 
of drinking wine. You also have a religious angle when you look at wine. For those that aren't familiar with Catholics, they use wine during Holy Communion, which is a ritual that is performed most Sundays in which you drink a cup of wine, which is meant to be representative of the blood of Jesus. And this just goes to show how far-reaching wine is in society in terms of what it represents, what it can be used for. And lastly, you also have the recently discovered, I guess, health benefits of wine when you look at stuff like antioxidant and there's other health benefits such as it helps like your gut, it helps people with diabetes. There's been some studies that say that it reduces vision loss and there's quite a lot of health benefits that seem to be derived from wine. So apart from solely being a drink that's maybe used to enjoy yourself, it also has some health benefits that can be looked at. However, this just all goes to show that wine isn't just a drink for your drink's sake. It actually has some real cultural importance to a lot of us. And whether you drink wine or not, I think it's a really interesting topic to look into as to how wine became this somewhat timeless drink that is associated with so many things in our life. So yeah, so today I thought it would be a really good opportunity to look into wine because like the title of this episode, in wine lies the truth. So I've never been a particularly big fan of wine. It's always been a drink that I can drink if it's available, but I'm not necessarily going to pick it from a list of drinks. I've always been a rum slash whiskey sort of person. Um, If anyone knows of Jack Daniels or maybe like a Corvossier, I'm more in in that line. So shout out all my rum and whiskey drinkers. (laughs) And um, But I've always, one thing about wine is I've always appreciated how sophisticated it can make someone feel because if you think about it once every time you get served wine it's always in one of those tall wine glasses and automatically even before you think about it you're already feeling a bit more prestige you want to like act in a certain way you maybe hold the cup in a certain way maybe have your pinky finger out because that's what we've heard in uh, silly stories or whatnot but then it also adds a sense of um it also makes people just a lot more talkative when you think because it is an alcoholic drink at the end of the day so this isn't uh, limited to guys or girls it's both guys and girls and it's the main reason why wine is used in socializing events like get-togethers and like housewarming parties because it allows people to get really talkative or it allows people to be a bit more relaxed in in terms of what they're doing but like with anything in life too much of one thing can be a bad thing and so when people drink wine in excess they maybe become too talkative or maybe they start talking about stuff that they shouldn't talk about and this is why sometimes wine has the slogan that wine is a truth serum because they believe that when people drink too much wine they start to express their inner inhibitions or their secrets or maybe things that they'll normally suppress so this leads me nicely into my wonder of the week for those of you if this is your first episode listening wonder of the week is a segment of the podcast in which i take a thought that i had during the week and just expanding it in this episode so for my wonder of the week this week it is is wine really a truth serum so yep let's do that (laughs) 
So like I said, drinking a lot of wine can make you very drunk and possibly tell the truth when you don't want to. And that is because wine, like most alcohol, has an effect on the brain, which affects your frontal cortex and your lower cortex. Your frontal cortex is the front of your brain, which is the part that is responsible for decision making. And the lower part is the part that is there for balance and stability. And what we found is that after drinking a lot of alcohol or wine for in this example your lower cortex which is responsible for the balance and stability gets damaged and this in turn then affects your frontal cortex which is the part that is responsible for decision making so i did a bit more research into it and truth is a very subjective thing at the end of the day so you may say a statement that you say with a lot of conviction but might not be truly how you feel so one example i was i i can bring up is say for example you're at gathering you have a really important test the following week and you're drinking a lot of wine you maybe get a bit drunk and then because you've had this thought in your head of oh i've got a really important test maybe at one point you thought maybe i should cheat on this test because it's really really difficult i'm not advocating cheating but let's just say for example you thought about cheating on the test if you say that you've never thought about cheating on the test you're a bloody liar and if that makes you feel good about yourself here's a round of applause <laughs> but yeah say for example you thought about cheating on a test and then you get really drunk and now that you're really drunk your balance and stability won't suppress the thought of you maybe telling someone that i've got a really hard test next week and fuck it i think i'm gonna cheat on this test and if because you're drunk you don't have the same level of nuance and it might actually come across as that's you telling the truth however deep down inside you're saying it because it's a thought you've had it doesn't mean it's a truth to you so that is a kind of counterpoint to wine is like a truth serum but in my reading, I did find something really, really cool. And um, this is a Jewish saying, I believe it is. And what it's trying to explain is, is showing how to know the true, the true character of someone or, if anything, the truth about someone. And here, this is how it reads, effectively. And it's three words. The first word is bicoso. Bicoso means by their cup or how they act when they're drunk which is quite self-explanatory and that would apply to wine but then there's two other ones and bikiso which is by their pocket how they manage their money which is a very valid point not everyone manages their money really well so that could point to some truth in regards to that person but then lastly there was picasso and picasso means by their temper how they will act when they're angry and when you think about all these three things together how someone acts when they're drunk how someone acts with their money and how someone acts when they're angry i believe all three of these things could be more of a truth serum than just wine itself so wine is a good or alcohol is a good way to see how someone acts when they're drunk which is an indicator but if you go by the jewish teachings bikiso and bikaso are really good indicators as well so that i thought was really cool so bikoso bikiso bikaso i think it, it, it even like kind of rhymes in a way so yeah bikoso bikiso bikaso and that is my wonder for the week
So as we all know, wine has existed for a very long time. But I thought it'd be quite an interesting task to somewhat go through the history of wine. Wine was found in China all the way back dating 7000 BC. And when it comes to wine, there's always new discoveries as to how far back wine was actually produced. And the most recent one being China. And now China have the claim to being the oldest producers of wine. But prior to that, in 2007, there was a winery found in Georgia. And that was saying it was back in 4100 BC. The reason why the history of wine is so fascinating is because it is running parallel to human history. I believe through what I've read, wine has effectively existed as long as humans have existed to a degree or intelligent humans have existed. And throughout the ages, you can start to see how important wine is and how it influences um, the world, culture, religion. Going back as far as the Egyptians, um, Egyptians used to use wine because it had like a blood-like colour. So they used to use it in ceremonies and sacrifices to represent blood. Moving a bit forward, you have the physicians who were tradesmen who actually exported wine to most of the globe and made it the global phenomenon we see now. Uh, in around 800 BC, the physicians gave wine to the Greeks. The Greeks took it to a whole new level with how much they love wine. In fact, they love wine so much, they named a god after wine and that god was called Dionysus. And he was the god of wine and ecstasy. And they used him to exemplify things like fellowship and enjoyment. And little fun fact, Dionysus was actually the origin for the names Dennis and Denise. So if you didn't know that, now you know that Dionysus, the Greek god for wine, gave birth to the names Dennis and Denise. Anyway, following that, you have the Romans who took over Greece and they created their own god of wine and called him Bacchus. And obviously, Romans took their conquering all over Europe and with taking over Europe, they brought along wine with them. And this is how wine ended up in countries such as France, Germany, Spain, and also the epicenter of wine or the biggest producer of wine, Italy. So it was in the Roman culture that wine actually then got embedded into Catholicism because as the Romans adopted uh, the Catholic religion, they infused wine within the rituals to make it a major part of ceremony and tradition. The way they did this was that they represented the blood of Christ as wine. And also they used wine a lot to make social events better because they understood how wine can ease people and so there was very much a culture of encouraging people to drink wine because it encouraged this sense of fellowship and togetherness so even as far back as roman times you can tell humans have always had a love for wine it's not anything new it's been around for a really long time moving forward a bit when spanish travelers went to south america for the first time they too brought along a lot of wine cuttings and decided to make wineries in South America. As they travelled further north, they started to plant even more in places such as Argentina and Chile. And this just goes to show how the love of wine because people love wine so much wherever they discovered they used to want to make wine in that place another example of that is in quebec when 
Quebec was founded by a Frenchman. He really loved wine, so he decided to bring back some French French cuttings of wine so that he could make a wine yard in um, Canada or what was to be known or what we now know as Canada. And if you look at South Africa, the Dutch East Company took wine to South Africa. So looking back to history, you can actually trace how wine became so important to human culture and how we socialize. So I've already discussed the religious angle, but one question as I started to see how the Romans started to infuse wine into their Catholic religion starts making me think, because if you, if any of you have read the Bible, everyone knows the story of of Jesus turning water into wine and that now starts to make me wonder as to maybe that story was really influenced by people who wanted to justify their consumption of wine if you think about it because at the end of the day we all like believe it was uh, enlightened individuals that were writing the bible but who knows you never know it might be uh some roman individuals that really love wine i wanted to make sure that wine wasn't going to be prohibited so what they did is that they infused it into the story of jesus christ you never know so that was another thought i started to wonder about when i started to read a bit more into wine because aside from just uh i guess uh religious aspects of it you also have the health aspects of it and this is where china comes into play because when china opened up to the world economy again french wine was brought to china and then chinese people loved it and then began creating their own and at one point i i think it was back in 2017 were one of the major exporters of wine because they have vast fields to make the wine or take the wine cartons and make wine yards and a really fascinating aspect as to china's love for wine wasn't for the sake of getting drunk or fellowship china actually loved wine because of the perceived health benefits um i don't know if you guys know but China is really big on holistic medicine and like natural medicine and using natural herbs or using stuff from animals and let's not even go back to animals because that's why we're in this whole corona mess in the first place but China really love the idea that wine has this natural benefit such as making you feel or making you look younger or reducing the chances of cancer so what china did was they heavily promoted the drinking of wine and it, it was seen as uh, not a cool thing to do but a necessary thing to do so that is a really interesting aspect as to wine as well in some cultures it's seen as this drink to get everyone together to get people talking and then in other cultures china is seen as this medicinal drink if you want to look at it <laughs> like medicinal marijuana or just weed i don't even know why i called it marijuana i don't when people call weed marijuana i just find that really weird i just just call it weed marijuana sounds like you're trying to bypass the actual word and trying to be like politically correct it's weed <laughs> anyway divert aside so yes um wine has a lot of health benefits so wine red wine is high in a chemical called res reservoir res res resveratrol <laughs> and basically this chemical is big in helping with your heart they say that it reduces the chances of stroke it also reduces the chances of um, cancers such as breast cancer and colon cancer and there have been some studies to say that wine has led to the reduction in some vision loss so however you like to see it you can definitely say wine has some 
good effects and can be promoted to be a good thing, not necessarily only just for the socialising aspects or the negative things of getting really drunk and maybe telling your secrets, like we were talking before, wine being some form of truth serum. So that is some facets of wine that you should definitely look at. Some of you may already know, but wine is very, very big business in the world. According to MarketWatch, by 2023, it's estimated to be worth a massive $724 billion. That's why you see a lot of people investing in wine. A question that led me to was, I started wondering, I've always heard about people called wine brokers. So I did a bit of research and maybe some of you guys don't know as well, but a wine broker is essentially an independent contractor who acts like a marketeer for all these small wineries or to sell it wholesale and when they're talking about investing in wine it's not like something immaterial like something on a screen like stocks and shares we're actually talking real wine so sometimes you get some investors who actually buy real wine and then store it with the hope because wine if you think about it is one of the few things in the world that has over time appreciates in value in contrast to depreciates in value like um sometimes like cars jewelry wine is one of those few things that if made right and made by the right people are over time you can increase the value so a wine broker is someone who is just effectively selling wine for people who are suppliers so in case you didn't know that there you go now but aside from that wine is very much a part of life it's very much something that we see every day we see the lure of it we see the negatives of it we are persuaded to see the benefits of it by certain magazines but all in all it's definitely a really really important part of life so for this episode i just thought it would be really interesting just to bring wine to you guys so i hope you enjoyed this episode and this is the mind wanderers podcast remember you can find us on instagram at mindwanderers underscore podcast and also on twitter at mind underscore wanderers thank you very much for listening i'm your host timmy peace Thank you.